What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Finding high quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hi, before we get to this week's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to uh, all of our new patrons who joined our Patreon page this month. Uh, So big thank you to Johnny O'Connor, to Catherine Maloney, to Paddy Aylesbury, and Oliver Martell. And thanks all of you for joining Uh, at the price of uh, two or three pounds a month over on patreon.com forward slash the cinemile and if you do that if you want to join their ranks uh, you get access to uh, a retro movie episode every month and a load of tv episodes so we've just published jupiter's legacy um, and last action hero was the last movie we watched so uh, on with the mitchells versus the machines Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Cathy. Hello. This is the Cinema Isle, the podcast where we used to walk home from the movies. And we'll be walking home from the movies again soon because cinemas are due to reopen Woo-hoo! in the UK. And we couldn't be happier. We couldn't be happier. We're well, going to be we, there. We need some movies to come out as well, though. Yeah, it's looking like the lineup's like, well, Nomadland we haven't seen yet, even though it's on our TVs yeah. on Disney Plus. But we, we reckon we might give that a go. Um, and also A Quiet Place 2 is coming out in June, which I yeah. think will be a good cinema one because I saw that... Uh, the first one and it was just like the side because the movie's largely silent so you're just like the cinema silent and yeah. that creates an awesome atmosphere I want, a, I want a cinema and then Peter Rabbit 2 can't say I'm hugely interested in nah I mean we quite enjoyed that first one there's, mean, an, ep- there's an episode way back there it was fine with my sister and her husband if you want to listen to that <laughs> anyway that's not what we're here to talk about no today we're going to watch um, a movie which uh, it's getting loads of buzz and I had never heard about it because I don't read movie news or watch trailers so I, this is <laughs> the a, perfect I, movie I love my host. little bubble I don't know anything about <laughs> anything that's happening I wait till someone recommends a movie to me that's going to be good and uh, a lot of people ping this one to to me and I put it on your radar Cathy it's called Mitchell's versus the Machines um, it's an animation it's on Netflix 
It's produced by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and it's from Sony Animation Studios. So that's the creative team. Um, well, they're the two guys who are responsible directors of the Lego Movie, um, uh, producers on the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the best film ever made. Did um, I imagine, or did they do Twenty One Jump Street? They did Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, they did Twenty Two Jump Street. They did Cloudy with a Ch- Chance of Meatballs One and Two. These guys are we're fans. Honestly, they're my like creative idols right now. <laughs> I will just like I, they. For, as far as but I'm Dave, concerned, everything they Solo? touch turns to gold. Yeah, but they were taken off. I know. Solo. I'm only missing Ron. How- what we saw was largely Ron Howard's work. I would imagine. Dave, I'm so only, I'm only poking you. Don't you trigger me. <laughs> so I'm. Uh, so already I'm primed and pumped for this thing. Um, I, I'm Dave's hoping quivering it with won't excitement. disappoint because everything that everything that they touch turns to gold. But did they and actually make it though, or are they just producers? No, they are producers on this. So there's a, um, a, a director writer team called. I've got. I actually pulled it up here. Called. Um, uh, Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe. Okay. Uh, so I'm not familiar with their work, but they've done. Uh, they've got a history in animation and. Uh, but it's the same studio that brought us your favorite film of all time, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man is, so Sony Animation, who, who for me, are like. Well, you know, let's let's see how this goes on, and then I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll sort. Of, then then Temper I'll gush because may, maybe this is the, <laughs> well. From what I'm hearing. It's it's really good, so I've I've got my uh, yeah, but my expectations are high. Probably not going to be as good as Spider Man into Spider Verse. So well, I nothing is. Hold back on it's that. It's the greatest film ever made. <laughs> now decided that, uh, or it's my favorite film. And we're going to attempt to watch it with our kids. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. So they're not with us now. But uh, I think but the three-year-old's they... going to be into it. One-year-old, not so sure. Well, it's... let's gi- yeah, let's give it a go. <laughs> I mean, it should be a family. It's got a P- we looked up. So we did look up. Right, we always check the the classification, and it's got a PG rating which is parental guidance and when we looked in the details and it was like a mild threat and peril and we know as parents of our child Oscar that he loves a bit of peril he loves mild threat and so peril. that's basically his jam <laughs> not for not for every kid but if it's got some mild threat and peril he'll be there front front center like he can watch all of frozen and then all he'll talk about is the scene where they like the snow mount, uh, the snow monster chases them down the cliff. Yeah, that's all he cares mild, about. Mild peril. It's <laughs> a jam. Um, so, so that's it. We're all lined up. Family, uh, family movie this afternoon. Could not be more excited. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Bye. Every family has its challenges. We haven't had a good family picture in years because you two are always arguing. For my family, our greatest challenge. Probably the robot apocalypse. Attention all robots. Capture every single person on the planet. Yeah! What would a functional family do? Uh, butterfly formation. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, first. So we just do that, right? Who's behind this? I gave you all boundless knowledge and you treated me like this. Poke, poke, swipe, poke, swipe, poke, poke, pig zoo. We're the last people left. It's up to us. Save the world. Katie, we're going to do this together. Mitchell family on three. Mitchell family. Mitchell family. No, no. Oh, sorry. Two. Sorry, sorry, sorry. One. Mitchell Hi, we're back. We watched... Mitchell's versus the machines in two parts. In two, yeah. In as two predicted, parts. the one-year-old lost interest pretty rapidly, but the three-year-old loved it, so we told him he can finish it tomorrow. Yes, uh, but uh, but a timeline jumping here. But that tomorrow was this morning, <laughs> so we watched this. We watched it yesterday. We watched the first half with the two boys, 
and then turned it off. Then we watched the second half in the evening. But then when we woke up this morning, Oscar was like, I want to watch the rest of that that movie. So I watched the second half again with him. <laughs> so I've seen this now one and a half times. Um, and I absolutely rate this. It's in, in, an incredible movie. This is the, like, the, for me, it's a perfect movie. It's the best movie I've seen in ages. Wow. And I love it. Um, it's... It, it, it delivered perfect, on all of my expectations. I think it's perfect. Uh, no, it's not perfect. It's probably slightly too long. It is too. It's, yeah. it's a good twenty minutes too long. I'll agree with that. But also, but I loved it. Also. But I loved it so much. I didn't mind. I'd spend like for me, I'd spend the extra twenty minutes. But it did feel like it was perhaps unnecessary. Yeah, four is like I know this is a kind of film that will also have an adult audience. But like really for holding kids' attentions, which it's it's also a kids movie. Ninety to hundred minutes, and is frankly, about right. to hold my attention, it's a yeah. bit long. But as Dave said, I also loved it. I thought the story was really interesting. It's like. You know, a relatively standard story, like it, on, on the face of it, nothing hugely original about it. But then, how they did it, of course, the animation's really unusual. Much like in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, it's like quite quirky animation. Um, I really liked the, all the characters. I really liked the story. I really liked the robot design. Yeah, so the plot nominally is it's a. Uh uh, robot apocalypse story, and it's only one family can stop them. That's essentially. And they're like a at. family of kind of uh, classic dysfunctional, dysfunctional, family. nerdy, not together really. Like you know, the, the eldest daughter who's like about to go off to college is like fundamentally not able to get along with her father, and it's kind of about the family, the which is like a mother, a father, seventeen-year-old girl, and like. A, an early teens boy like as a family you them kind of going on a road trip and all coming yeah, together it's a road trip movie yeah. on, top of, on top of everything and road trip movies are good tend, but it's to, just tend like, to be it's just I don't think we've too much to say. I, I can't like unpick it too much because I really liked it all I like the music I like the style I like the story uh, I love that the main character was like a young girl who's like really into making videos and stuff and there was some interesting bits like the young girl is a wannabe filmmaker she like kind of has her head buried in her phone all the time and her dad gets really annoyed because he's like get your head out of your phone and it was a generational thing because it wrecks my head when I see people on their phones all the time even though I know I'm on mine it just looks so awful but then she's trying to explain to her dad but you're not listening to me I'm making a movie on my phone like for that generation like with TikTok and stuff like the phone is your easel and like your parents don't have the right to tell you that you're not being creative just because you're doing it through a phone. So there was like some really nice elements I thought in there, and like him having to learn to actually listen to his daughter. So that stuff was all fun, and then the sci-fi stuff was great fun. And they and they acknowledge that with her movie making is all about you know it it looks like an Instagram story or a TikTok. It's all got this. It, there's filters are called out and things are popping over people's head, but yeah. it's incredibly creative. And you're right, it's a field which can easily be dismissed. Um, as you know, uh, popcorn social media, but it's it is she's uh, it, uh, you put it nicely. Yeah, it's her, it's her easel, and the um, I think what, I, but I think you know the movies that actually tackle some interesting like topics about our relationship with technology and yeah. how ultimately uh, you know technology can as all the benefits that it brings which are expressed through the primary the protagonist character of the girl who is able you know she finds her creative freedom through technology it's also a prison and in the in the instance of the plot it's literally 
imprisoning humanity. <laughs> it's like right? it's, it's like <laughs> it's if like... Siri went bad, isn't it? <laughs> I yeah. Mean, again, uh, and again, brilliantly like... played by um, Olivia Colman. Olivia Colman, who you spotted from her voice. So massive kudos. I don't think I deserve massive kudos. I think her voice is really distinctive. I wouldn't and have I, got it. I don't know why you didn't. No, I've actually her met her. I've, I interviewed her. Really? Long time ago. Yeah, for Broadchurch. Oh, wow. Um, she was lovely, FYI. I can imagine that. But yeah, the um, the stuff about, you know, technology taking over humanity with robots. Hmm, I heard that one before. But this movie managed to have a really fresh take on it. It's quite geeky. I like the idea of a younger generation watching this kind of apocalyptic sci-fi robot story because that's like a lot of the stories we grew up with. And yeah. I like to see it being fed to the next generation to be, do you know what, a bit scared of technology. Shouldn't wholly embrace it. And uh, but, but, I like that message, frankly. But the, but the other lesson, you know, there's a, it was interesting watching this through our son's eyes. And, you know, as he you say... He didn't get any of it, no, though. He like, he's three. He's three, he doesn't understand. <laughs> he just thought, thought it looked cool. He loved the music, though, and the colour. and it's, it, visual, it kept his attention for two hours, now, in, in two different parts. But he, there was never a moment where he said he wants... He, he does tell us if he wants to turn something off or he's not into it. So it I does think work one, I don't think one movie. sitting would have worked for him. Though, yeah, perhaps not. Yeah. But the... Um, but the, I think the takeaway, the other takeaway from it is, um, you know, this movie's about family, uh, first and foremost. And there's a, um, why don't we, actually, why don't we just get into spoilers straight now? Uh, I, I, I highly recommend this film. Uh, if you have any inclination at all towards watching a, a fun sort of a fresh, vibrant family film that's actually really touching and made me cry several times yeah, and it's nice very, bit. very funny. It's like, it's got the it's got the full package. It will appeal to children, adults. It's um, got something interesting to say thematically. The characters are all really enjoyable, well-voiced. The animation is fresh and vibrant. The jokes are just top-notch. The animation's it's, really unusual. I've never seen something animated like this. Dave, what before we get to Spoiler Street... How do you now feel about like? Because I had to listen to Dave wax lyrical last night in the sofa, so I'd like to tell everyone else. How do you feel about the Sony Pictures and Lord and right. Miller combo? Yeah, so so the Sony. So <laughs> I'm curious to know. Now they're on such a hot streak now for me, and I and uh-huh. I, um so I'm considering like Lord and Miller's entire sort of like canon in terms of everything they've either directed or written or produced, and that goes from like way back to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs which is a fantastic movie by the way and feels like a lot of the visual look of that film kind of was in, influenced this or informed it a bit as well as Spider-Man as well sure. as Spider-Man yeah who, which they put their hand to but I think what's interesting about them is that they work they're kind of like auteurs in front of and no, not in front of like behind the camera but also behind a producer's desk like I feel they're they're they, they're they're very good at finding and fostering creative talent and and allowing that to breathe while also injecting the sort of sensibilities of their work and the consistent thing is like this clear understanding of meta comedy uh, which is works throughout all of their stuff a very clear understanding of genre um, the and and but most importantly it's um, very just just the basics of character um, um, motivation. And uh, and fundamental building blocks of storytelling, you know, characters who are having emotional is- issues with each other, and that you're invested in as an audience that get resolved towards the end. It's not there's nothing like there's no mystery to the success of their storytelling. Um, it's just fre- it's a fresh approach. Except yeah, they uh, they add on these layers of just there's the animation in this movie. You and made an Spider-verse interesting observation fresh. to me that I'm trying to get out of you here last night. Yeah, they're, you- they're 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 they're, they're to, they are to me now. This this sort of Lord and Miller plus Sony animation 
are what Pixar was 15 years ago. But hopefully me. without the creepiness of John Lasseter. No, no, hopefully not. The, um, so, so Pixar, for at the height of like the early noughties for me, that, that, you know, Finding Nemo, Up Wally, that's a period where I remember saying, this is the most exciting like, studio, movie studio in operation today producing like fresh like creative ideas and visuals things we've never seen before pushing boundaries bought the dvds of pixar shorts oh yeah they're so incredible yeah and and i feel like pixar are still putting still putting out good work but it's like yeah i'm not excited for anything pixar that would have been like obviously pixar being absorbed into the disney ecosystem like that just becomes less cool then anyway yeah because it's now very closely aligned with something that's been around for a hundred years, so but, it's just it's just it's inherently just, less interesting. It's just not sustainable either, right? You can't you can't like whatever. A lot of it's, it's lightning in a bottle, right? They had the right people at the right time with the right circumstances. That sort of startup energy. No, I think it's sustainable. I think if they were, it, the problem is some of their really big hits like Toy Story make so much money, and by the time we're getting to the fourth iteration of the same story. Even if you do a really good job of that movie, which they that's did, that's just inherently it's an awesome movie. Dull. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. Whereas when they push the boat and they try different things, like um, for example, Soul this year, then yes, you're like Pixar's doing something really great again. But when they're making Cars three or Cars four, it's just inherently dull. And they, of course, they're already making it into the Spider Verse two, I'm sure. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's just. It didn't have to be that way, but it is that way for financial reasons. But anyway, let's go to spoiler streets on Mitch's vs. the Machines. Starting now. right now. So full spoilers for this movie. So um I think what was like what really stood out to me in this movie was the the father-daughter relationship that's sort of central to the whole thing. I was yeah. really invested in. I really be- and what I liked is that I was able to see both of their point of exactly, views. Exactly, yeah. Because uh, I am a parent. I have, uh, you know, I had a similar relationship with my dad, relatively similar, in which he um, never understood any of my hobbies or, or interests and never was never interested in them. Now, it's not, we did not have an antagonistic relationship as in this movie. You know, we got along uh, great and always did. And he was always very supportive of my hobbies. He was just like... He just didn't get them. Didn't get them. And, yeah. and I, so I really um, I, I identified with that complete lack of understanding like when the, the, uh, there's so many lovely moments in this movie where she shows her, the, her her latest video to her dad at the dinner table at the beginning and he's just like he clearly just does not get it um, but he doesn't even and, but try but insults though. her yeah no I mean, obviously he does he, I think what I what I liked about it is that there's no they both make poor choices and mistakes in the way they deal with each other there's no villain in this relationship and they're both trying is the other thing it's interesting because like we've got really young kids at the moment and everyone says to us like you will look back on these days with like such nostalgia because these are this is the time when you're with your kids you know everything about their lives you like you understand everything about them and I think this movie captures that because it's like he just keeps thinking back to when she was like three or four and they were like best friends and she's like yeah but I'm a woman now and I've got different interests and you have to come along on this journey with me you can't just be like oh remember when you were a baby and we did this yeah um and actually some of that like weird comparison but like a lot of that came up in the movie or in the TV show that we loved and um, that we did a big episode on in our Patreon. It's a sin with Keely Hawes and her son. Like this really yeah. interesting thing where you've got like parents who are so confused as to why they're not connecting with their kids when they had at one point been so close. 
and it's something that I'm really fearful of and it's like you have to stay on the same page as your child and like be interested in their interests even if you don't approve of them and he doesn't approve of her going to make movies at the same time of course in this like weird way that seems to happen in American movies all the time like she's going off to live in another state and go to university yet her parents don't want her to do it and then I'm left wildly confused as to who's paying the bills because if I was that against Oscar (laughs) doing a degree I probably wouldn't fork out what they pay in America which is like hundreds of thousands of dollars for this shit so anyway but it's it's probably one of those ones where I think this happens probably a lot of parents in that they 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 do want to support their their child and they do fund it, but they're not hundred percent on board of the journey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so they're true. trying to do the right thing, but on it they, they have doubts and concerns, which he, he can't help but express. And there's some like you know sweet stuff when you look back at all the old childhood videos. And again, it's like none of none of that's actually hugely original. No, that's that's exactly yeah. my point from earlier. There's none of the storytelling here on a fundamental character level. Is 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 like groundbreaking. It isn't. It's just like very well done, but it's very, it's perfectly executed. But it's familiar. But they feel but the, quite realistic. But it works. Like they feel like the characters feel very grounded in the real world. Yeah, which you don't often always get from an animation. Which and like is even dynamics more dynamics believable. Even more incredible in the fact that they are living in a hyper fantasy animated setting, which. Uh, which and throughout the course of the movie, they push the sort of levels of credulity and reality. I mean, by the time like, you get to the end and they're all flying on robots and the mother is basically a ninja so at that point they kind of they, but they get you there because yeah. you're invest. like if they like started the movie up, there it would have been hard like to their invest car, in car which is like a total banger any, not that any car could do this but their car is like going vertically up this slippy yeah. slope for like what like a mile like and it's so funny then how like so much of that stuff is like Terminator meets Mark Zuckerberg. Very Tron, very Tron and Cynthia <laughs> yeah, really at the end. Tron yeah, and like yeah, yeah. the story of like you've given up all of your control to this AI and now it's coming back to haunt you. Like that's what I love that a younger generation is also seeing that because that's such a trope in sci-fi. Yeah. And I think like it's it's really interesting movie because on one hand it's like technology has helped her make her movies and and get them out to the world and get her into university. And on the other hand, it's like technology doing this awful stuff. And then they had these amazing... Like- but it's literally imprisoning people. And, and what I liked is, like, when those people were imprisoned in those pods, what did they have to do? They had free Wi-Fi. Yeah. And they, had, <laughs> they were like, ooh. Right? So it's like, <laughs> it's like that, that, that was literally, they were happy in their prison. And yeah. that's a really interesting idea it's for terrifying. me. terrifying. Especially given what, that we, that's where we're at. we live and work in technology prisons at the moment where we don't see anyone. But Oscar then, completely missing the point of it all, just goes at one point, phones can't talk. That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he had to say on any of that plot. <laughs> but yeah, the like I love the creature design with the robots. Oh, they and were I love the two robots that like pretending very to be clever human. to put the faces on each other. That whole sequence of the robots pretending to be human that was like laugh out loud funny. It's really, really like, good. Like that's they're like the little gem moments that I totally loved. And that's like the whole I love the thing of like the family that the family has to come together to defeat it. Again, not at all original. But there's like a bit like very early on in the movie where we see in like one of the old uh, family videos that they were like the dad and the daughter were like Maya Maya and they did a dance move to that when she was a kid and now she's like mortified by it but then like at the very end of the movie they do that together to like defeat the robots and then I started singing it this morning and Oscar goes mummy that's from the movie and I was like it's actually a song that existed before the movie and he's just like whatever you absolute (laughs) loser so I was like already I'm seeing this 
So yeah, I, lo- I mean, so much to like about it. That sure. was so fun. And they're, 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 um, this and Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, like very like um, incre- incredibly well chosen music choices. Uh, mm-hmm. I think and score and scores the synth score in this. I went back and listened to it uh, this morning end to end. It's really strong. Okay, it's really Dave good. Dave loves the synth track. Anyway. I love a bit of synth. <laughs> the, um, so so yeah. I mean, it's it's just I, honestly, it's, it's it's incredible. I'd watch it again and again and again. I really really. I think this would have really good like um, repeat value watch. Well, you and Oscar can watch it every Sunday morning to your heart's content. (laughs) But we better go. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love if you head over to Apple Podcasts, rate and subscribe and leave us a review. We hugely appreciate it. Let us know on social what you thought of the movie. We're at Cinemile on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Or you can email us, thecinemile at gmail.com. Aha, exactly. Um, right, thank you. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, and we have a Patreon page. <laughs> hey, you can go over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash the cinemile, um, and you can get access to our bonus podcast. What feed was the most here. recent movie we watched on Patreon? Um, it was uh, uh, <laughs> something about. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Probably going to cut this out. <laughs> what was, was it? Was it almost famous? Yes, it was almost famous. No, thing. I feel like we watched no. one since then. No, I don't think so. Did we? <laughs> oh my god anyway visit our we, Patreon page to find this. out to find out what that might have been 100% we watched something since it yeah we did so we watch a different retro movie no, every month of your choosing <laughs> loads of TV shows you no know it was Last Action Hero Last Action Hero is up there <laughs> we just watched Last Action yeah, Hero that lot was of fun. awesome so much fun yeah uh, alright okay all right, bye thanks everyone. for listening bye ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>